Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 42 of season two of This Osteopathic Life. This episode was intended one week ago, and yet it arrives right on time. Today is the 3rd of January, 2021, and I've looked at this podcast coming out on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, yesterday with the palindromic pattern of our date, one two twenty one. if you're in the United States where we use dates in that order. And even if you were using the European model of two one twenty one, that's kind of a fun pattern as well. But so it is that today is the day this podcast arrives and emerges. And it's Sunday, leading into the planning of the new week and the new year, and the return to school for many in whatever way, shape, or form that's available in this moment in time. And interestingly, the title for this episode, I anticipated last year, and instead I did a year in review because it didn't quite seem appropriate. It seemed too cliched, but it seems actually quite appropriate for today. And so we're going to be talking about 2020 vision. And I think it's most appropriate that we do this now retrospectively upon the conclusion of 2020 rather than proactively as I first anticipated it last year. And like I said, it just didn't come to fruition. There are moments, and you may have experienced this, where you have an idea, you even have some pretty good specifics about it, but then as you step into it, it leads you in a different direction. The universe has some other wisdom for you. And I truly think that's what happened with this episode. But as I sit here now, able to reflect on 2020. The idea of 2020 vision seems totally appropriate and perhaps, yes, still a bit cliched and something we can really learn from and learn through and expand into as we head into this new year, bearing in mind that that changeover on the calendar is really just another day. And there is that inherent moment of reflection, of rejuvenation, of anticipation, of planning, of resolutions, if we'd like to go there, which can have a whole host of challenges and opportunities. But let's take a moment and just think about 2020 vision and the power of perspective. And so what does that mean, right? To have 2020 vision, to have that clarity, to be able to see without correction, right? without corrective lenses, and for a person who has worn them for the majority of her life, you know, that's an interesting concept for me. You know, when I wake in the morning, I can't really see much until I put on glasses or contacts or whatever method of corrective lenses I'm wearing for the day. My husband, on the other hand, has kind of precision eagle vision, which I truly hope my children inherit from him. And just that moment, right, of needing the corrective lens to see clearly. There's no problem. And there's a lot of gratitude, right, from me that it exists to have refraction available so that I can see clearly. And I wonder right, what it's like 
to have that 2020 vision without any additional assistance. And is one better than the other? Not necessarily, but we're getting to the same point of clarity of vision. Certainly mine comes with expenses, perhaps some inconvenience, right? The fogging up of glasses. There was a time when I didn't have access to contacts and more glasses more consistently, even for exercise, which was a new experience for me, but it was still possible, right? So we can achieve 2020 vision for some of us naturally without any correction and for others of us with some correction. And let's look at 2020 in a moment with that perspective. So if we looked just with our natural vision, and for those of us, and again, I'm not specifically speaking to those with myopia or otherwise in this moment, but actually the concept of looking at the year, right? So this isn't just direct vision, but just using that example to take you with me, bearing in mind that the majority of my family, right, wears corrective lenses, and this is no criticism. But just thinking about, you know, when we look at something clearly without any assistance and how that feels, right, the freedom that can be in it. And then also we take it for granted, right? So for many of us, when we do have impeccable vision, we don't know otherwise. So we don't often even know to notice it or to be grateful for it. Again, no criticism here, but it's pretty natural, right? If you just see, you just see and you approach life by being able to see and don't even take a moment to pause and acknowledge this capacity that you have. And when we do have a clarity of vision, we might assume everyone else does too. So for that example, right, my husband can't relate to the idea of waking up and not being able to see even where the glasses are in order to be able to put them on to see clearly. So sometimes it does take that experience of having some cloudy vision and having the experience of having it corrected to embrace some gratitude around it. And so what if we see now that there was a whole lot of blurriness of vision prior to 2020. There were a lot of things that we didn't see, couldn't see, chose not to see, obstructed ourselves from seeing, had blinders on. And let's look at 2020 as the corrective lens. And it's not to say that everything was perfect in 2020. Absolutely not. And we could also say that it absolutely was because it called us into seeing more clearly. So what did the lens of 2020 do? And what if the whole purpose of 2020 was indeed to give us all clarity of vision, a clarity of awareness, and not just what we were seeing with our eyes, but what we were seeing in the world around us, what we were seeing in ourselves, what we were seeing happening, right? And the capacity to say, oh, this is what it's like for others. So let's take this in pieces. Let's look first at simply clarity of what was happening around us. And let's look at one very specific example that has come to light. And that is the persistence of racism in our world. And this one was such an opportunity right, to have this lens placed so that clarity of 2020 was to say, this has always been happening, right? This is the experience of your fellow citizens of color every day. But because, right, many of us, those of us 
who don't have that direct experience as a person of color don't even know to relate to it. Right? We might say, well, that is naive and ignorant, and we can definitely examine that. But there is something to that first person engagement to which we cannot directly relate ever unless we've experienced it ourselves. And there's the opportunity, right, as a fellow human in this process to relate through understanding, to relate through listening, to relate by acknowledging the realities that exist. And so, just like for me, with that blurry vision to which my husband couldn't relate because he never had to experience it, for those of us who don't experience the direct impacts personally of racism on a daily basis, we can't know until my husband puts on my glasses and experiences the world in a very blurry way. And for those of us who don't have that direct experience, we've had the opportunity. It has been given to us to see the world through the lens of those who experience it directly. And it is up to us to choose what we continue to see and acknowledge and how we choose to be impacted by that. And that itself is privilege, right? To be able to choose the impact is profound because many don't have that choice. And we have the opportunity here to step in and say, I see now, right? It has been explicitly provided for us on so many occasions. Directly, we've gotten feedback. We've gotten the responses. We've seen the ripple effect to all people of color. And so now we have the choice to say, I continue to choose to see. I recognize that I don't have the direct experience, but as a fellow human here, I'm going to stand up, stand side by side. I'm going to listen. I'm going to ask questions. I'm not going to explain it away. I'm going to find out what it is I can do. And I'm going to choose whether or not, and if it is that I will, how I will act accordingly. Because I acknowledge that this is not okay and that it is continuing and that it is ongoing work and that if one person is affected, even though I can't experience it directly, I am affected too and I choose to be an ally, an advocate, an accomplice in this experience. 2020 has granted that. And so how will you take this opportunity to see through that lens? Let's look at the pandemic of coronavirus. And we could look at the virus itself, right? We could see all the changes that have come through that. But this experience, again, has been that corrective lens of 2020 offering us the experience to see clearly who we are, how we interact, what our values might be, when we are called to stand up and to care for one another, how we behave. And we can have this example again. We get to see around the world and we have this amazing opportunity, Right, to see the global community. And we see how it has occurred in different nations. And yes, there are qualifications of island nations and smaller populace and the healthcare system. Absolutely. And can we just take one and superimpose it over another and have the same experience? Likely not. But we can learn from the successes. And we can see in the country. So I'm recording this in the United States of America. We have not done well. That's an opinion. I think many could agree to it. And for those who are seeing the 
rise in the rates of death and cases in hospital overwhelm continue. Right? Those are seeing the lack of access to school because we don't have the systems in place. For those who are seeing the cases rise and the behaviors of our fellow humans in this time and the unwillingness to restrict certain opportunities or privileges for the sake of others right, can be quite alarming. This behavior is not new. It has been brought into our field of vision through the corrective lens of 2020. And we get to decide now how we want to act. You can think, well, it's not me. I'm doing my part and others should be doing this. And that's okay. It's reasonable to have those thoughts. But recognizing again that we cannot control anyone else. And so in this time, we can see how we'd like the grand picture to be. We could look at systems reform, absolutely. But first and foremost, and always, we must begin with ourselves and decide who we are, how we want to act, what our values are, what we wish to uphold. What have we seen of ourselves in this time? And this isn't a criticism moment. It's really a clarifying moment to say, when this happened in the world, this is how I was able to show up. When this continues to happen, this is how I'd like to show up. This is the support I need to do that successfully. This is how I'm going to advocate for myself and others in this time. So we're seeing all of these opportunities to gain clarity on the world around us. Along these same lines, in 2020, right, we have seen shifts in the government, in the behaviors of those in leadership, And again, we could take that as an opportunity to decide what we don't like, whom we would vote for, how we will proceed. But also, it's a chance to reflect inward. And when we see these external expressions of values, of behaviors, it's truly an opportunity to look within. And so let those be the lenses that we take on from this, that internal clarity that we have the opportunity to gain from the experience of 2020. And if you do see an example of something you would like to emulate, someone you admire, behavior that's impressive, encouraging, inspiring, how can you adapt that? How can you make that your own? How can you allow that to lead you forward in a constructive way? If you see behavior that's the opposite, something you would never wish to emulate, that you wouldn't want to teach to your children, How do you use that as a learning point and begin to frame out the rest of this next year accordingly? What clarity have you gained? What is the lens of introspection that 2020 provided? What clarity of vision emerged there? What have you learned about yourself in this time? And it may be for those reasons we've already expressed And maybe for something very personal that happened in 2020, unrelated necessarily to these wide global experiences, although there have been many energetic shifts, particularly at the conclusion of 2020. The solstice was particularly powerful. There was planetary alignment and universal energetic portals opening. And you can look at further details on all of those and how you ascribe to that. 
But the invitation truly there was to choose the lens, right? Receive that clarity of vision internally and see what it is you're discovering about yourself. And here's the thing. None of this is new. As we look at those osteopathic tenets and that idea of the inherent self-healing capacity, what that means is you've had all the potential inside of you all along. So 2020 wasn't an implantation of something new. It wasn't even necessarily the building of a skill set. It was more an unveiling, right? a revealing. And that's where that lens example comes into play again. 2020 was the application of this corrective lens to the view of yourself toward 2020 or perfect, right, clear vision. Seeing who indeed you are, who you always have been, and deciding how much of that you're able to hold space for, call forth, and what you would like to bring with you as the lead into 2021. So think about it as perhaps stepping fully into yourself. And I like to think about, you know, costuming and we can look at masking, right? We've talked about that in different episodes. But what is the most beautiful expression of you? And perhaps before you were ready to bring forth 10% of it, right? You might know it's all there, but it might not be time yet to bring the whole picture forward. What if now you can step into 20%? What might that look like? Right? What does it look like to begin to feel all your feelings? And let's go there for just a moment. And so in the experience of 2024, me, one of the lenses that was applied was a clarifying lens to see and to feel and to name, to notice and to acknowledge all feelings. Now, I'm not proficient at feeling them all, but I have had a glimpse Right, and so I've had that lens applied and where initially right, my vision was very close and it was very narrow and I allowed in kind, calm, and peaceful as the exalted, the desirable feelings and really shoved the others away in an effort right, to avoid things like contention and anger and disagreement. But as an unintended consequence, it drove away a lot of happiness and joy and contentment. And so 2020, the lens that was offered to me, and that was through the tool of coaching, was the invitation to see clearly all feelings, to see them in their full technicolor glory, to experience them in my body and what that energetic sensation felt like, to be able to describe them and share them with others, to notice what they brought to me, to recognize that they are part of the beautiful tapestry of life. And just like that technicolor example, right, when we step into the Wizard of Oz and we go from black and white to all of the brilliant, bold colors, like right? the Emerald City and the golden of the lion and the ruby of the slippers and the blue of her gingham dress. Right? That's what happens when we feel all the feelings. And that technicolor expands into all parts of our life. And so just noticing them, and then noticing, okay, I can train myself right, to honor those feelings. And it doesn't have to be so hard. When we haven't felt many feelings for a long time, it can seem like a lot of work. And it's certainly a practice. 
But I want us to think about it that way, right? A practice rather than a task even, right? A practice where we can do it every day and we can do it to the degree that we're able each day and that's enough. Just like in the practice of medicine, it's ongoing. And so you can be practicing from that first day when we leave medical school, right? And we continue to practice for the decades following. And it's always enough. We are always at the level we are meant to be. And there's always room to continue to grow. So if it is new to you, as it was new to me in 2020, and so it remains relatively new, right? If you look at the expanse of time in my life, it's going to be a relatively new and novice practice, but it's also enough and adequate and it's full in its experience, right? And there's room for refinement and there's room for growth and expansion, but all those feelings are all there, right? So just like all of you has always been there, your feelings are there different representations of you energetically? And they have always been there. And so the opportunity you have now is to step into those feelings more fully. And notice when you do that, what becomes available to you? And I'll let you know, it can be overwhelming at first, right? So imagine if you've seen the world blurry, if you've seen the world in black and white, and all of a sudden, there's this precise clarity and crispness and all the colors, it's overwhelming, that's okay. That's totally normal. Then we adapt. Or so maybe we put our sunglasses on for a while. And maybe we take it in small doses. But then we begin to increase our capacity. And then we crave it. Right? So once you have had clarity of vision, so again, when you perhaps didn't, you didn't know any different. Right? So in the beginning, before I wore corrective lenses, I kind of accepted a little bit of a blurry world. And then when I went to the eye doctor for the first time, I thought, oh, wow, Like there's this... Christmas and there's this precision and I can see all these letters and I can see farther and I can see details more emphatically. So I didn't know before, but then once you have it, it's like, well, I want to keep seeing clearly. And you might think, well, just learn to be happy with how it was before. And that's totally available, acceptable even, and not necessary to stay there. We do have it available to us to gain clarity and precision and beautiful technicolor views. So what are you learning and seeing in yourself? Right? So what is it that you have gained through the clarity of vision experience of 2020? What about your power and purpose? That has been a big experience for me in this time. Similarly, it's always been there. And if you've had the experience of perhaps journaling historically, if you have like me an archived vault of many hundreds of thousands of emails from decades and decades ago, perhaps you can pull them forth and you might be surprised to find consistency, right? The dreams that you're stepping into now were present before because they've always been a part of you. So it's really about an uncovering and a revealing and a seeing, then a implanting even, like I said, then the skill set building, certainly we can do that. But you're building it upon a foundation that always existed. You are who you've always been. And that is perfect. What happens is we get clouded. We get layered. We get lost. Right? We kind of get bogged down in a lot of the stories we hear in the world and other people's narratives, in expectations, in the busyness of the world. And so all of that gets piled up upon, right? And then we might forget. 
But if we take a moment, right, we peel back some of those layers and we look within and we begin noticing, we see that that power and that purpose and that potential and that possibility has always been there. 2020 is the invitation to step into it. And you might think, well, why does it take tragedy to get us there? It doesn't have to, but also if tragedy is what we have been given, and we could look at that alongside of many of the brilliant opportunities in this time. And that can be a hard line to balance, but right, is an amazing opportunity when we do accept it. And so while again, we can come upon these and some of us have stayed in contact right, with that inner seeing, knowing, being, doing, purposeful nature forever. Right? They haven't necessarily been interrupted by these things. And that's not good, bad, better, worse, or otherwise. It's just a way, right? knowing that it's possible without tragedy to be fully engaged in this space. And when tragedy does arise, when pandemics do emerge, when systemic racism is brought forth into all of our vision, right? It's no longer in the periphery. It's no longer in a blind spot. There are no more excuses around it. When that happens, why not accept that invitation to see? Right? Why leave those corrective lenses on the table and walk through life with blurry vision and blind spots and negligence right, of what is expected Experienced in the world by others and what is actually being experienced by ourselves, but we're in a bit of denial around it. So I encourage you to take up the lenses, embrace the correction, not because there is anything wrong with you, right, but because the edges of life get blurred, right? The scenery, the experiences can be less clear, And so when that corrective lens is offered to you, why not step into and accept that clarity of vision? And always check first. We have those transitional lenses for those of us who need bifocal or trifocal support. Let's take that transitional experience and always begin with the inward view. And notice what 2020 vision of yourself can be, what it can bring you the opportunity that exists. And then begin to look in your immediate surroundings. What clarity have you gained around you and your family? And so in this time of physical distancing, right, and restrictions and certain interactions that has brought us into closer engagement with our nuclear family, and again, to different degrees, for some, there's little change. For some, this is how they spend most of their time. For many, it was not. And so what is this lens of seeing your family, your close circle of friends, your pod or your quarantine, if you have adapted one in this time? What clarity have you gained there? And how will that vision help move you forward into 2021? And then let's begin to move through those different spheres, recognizing that there is infinite and inherent connection. And that's what I love about the concept, that visual of the circle, And not of the closed circle, we've talked about that, right? That conclusion that feels finite, 
versus that completion that creates the infinite energy of the circle. And let's just begin to expand, right? That ripple effect. So we begin with ourselves, we notice within our families, and we begin to move outward. Perhaps that's to our extended family. Perhaps that's to work in a different way. Many of us spend more time with work than with family, but in this time, there's been some shifts. And so how are you noticing your engagement with work, with your colleagues, with the actual tasks, with, again, that purpose? And then with your community, right? And then with your, perhaps, state or region, and with your country, with your continent, with your world. Perhaps you look at that through relationships of colleagues, through perhaps relationships in your social settings, perhaps in religious or beliefs arenas. So what clarity have you gained in seeing in any of those directions? And how will that inform you as you move into 2021? And how can you embrace that as not really anything different than whatever was, but simply that refinement, that clarity, that precision, that corrective lens. That's what 2020 brought us. And it wasn't that we could step into 2020 with that. That is an assumption. And that is a saying that we know. And we've talked in different episodes about knowing, right? In learning facts, in having knowledge, and that inherent internal instinctual sense of knowing. And also the cautionary tale to take with us. And there's an upcoming fantastic episode of conversations that we'll visit and explore this more fully. But that the time we say, well, I know, and this is the only way we take caution. And so of course this episode didn't emerge upon the conclusion of 2019 heading into 2020 with 2020 vision. And of course it was in hindsight and in retrospection and in the application of the corrective lens of all of the experiences of 2020. And we can certainly lament them. We can certainly choose to not revisit them. We can certainly not wish upon anyone or ourselves another episode right, of so much loss of human life, of such sense of disconnection. And at the same time, we can recognize that it is those factors that provide for us this opportunity for a deepened sense of awareness of who and how we always have been, who and how we always will be, with now the opportunity to consciously and intentionally step into ourselves fully, to see one another, to honor the experience that we share collectively and those that are unique to individuals, but that we can choose to engage from that sense of compassion, of clarity, we can see that we have the invitation to all feelings, to contentment. And we know that our power and purpose that have always been are ever more possible through the clarity of vision that this time has provided for us. And I want to share with you, as I've stated, what has emerged for me through 2020. And coaching has been a big piece. And I've noted with all of you that I do have coaching available for physicians through this osteopathic life, both one-on-one and through the CME course that is ongoing. You can find more information about that at thisosteopathiclife.com. I've also stepped more fully into a broader sense of purpose. And you can join me on this journey through Live Inconceivable. This has been both a moment of closure and of opening. And we had that episode previously as well. 
I'm sending daily inspiration through Live Inconceivable. And if you would like to be part of that, I'll put a link in the show notes and you can send me your email and you can get on that list. And every day we will share a sentiment. And this is part of my clarity of vision that has emerged from 2020 that I am sharing in 2021. So I encourage you to join me there and keep an eye or an ear out for an upcoming new podcast, Live Inconceivable, that will bring you the summaries of those information as well. So if you do prefer this medium, that is going to be available for you as we progress into the new year. So I thank you for joining me. These past nearly two years, we're in the final month of the second year of the Sociopathic Life podcast. And I encourage you to consider the corrective lens opportunity you have and how we will step forth together with clarity of vision through that generosity of 2020 into our progress in 2021. This is Dr. Millie Beakey with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.